Greetings, everyone, and welcome to House Mountain Views. Included here are the first novel in the Boone series, Pushing Back, the novella Journey, and an occasional essay. This short piece is one of a series of excerpts from the first four books in the Boone series and is being published to coincide with the release of book five, Choosing Family. My name is Jim Hartzell. Thanks for stopping by. This is from Chapter 2 of Pushing Back. He tenses, and I think he's going to swing the shotgun around in my direction, but all he turns is his head. He turns far enough to see that it's me and then turns back. Come on out here, Boone. Sit down over on this side and watch the road up toward the Thompsons. I asked Mama one time where I got that name. I was afraid it was after Daniel Boone, and I thought that was really stupid. The truth was worse. Your daddy and me used to drink a lot of Boone's Farm wine. It was all we could afford, and your daddy hadn't learned how to make his own yet. She had kind of smiled to herself. Well, anyway, you asked. So I let all the other kids at school think that Daniel Boone was this big hero to my parents, and they laughed and made fun. But it could have been a lot worse. I never told anybody the real story, and they didn't give me a middle name, so I couldn't go that way to get out of it. So I was Boone. I had already looked up about changing my name. I mean, who wants to be named after some kind of cheap wine? But I knew that wasn't going to happen until I hit 18 and moved out on my own. One time, I made the mistake of telling Mama what a stupid name I thought it was and didn't know that Daddy was just coming into the room. That wasn't the worst beating I ever got, but it was pretty bad. None of us were safe from his black moods. Well, Hannah. Far as I know, he never laid a hand on her. Mama, me, Frankie, that was different. Sometimes it'd be a week or two between beatings, but like I said, nobody got away clean. Part of it was liquor, I know that. Part of it was they treated him the same way they treated all of us. If you lived up where we did, any of those counties just outside Knoxville, you were trash and people felt it like it was all right to shit on you anytime they wanted to. Daddy had one job after another. He'd take it as long as he could, and then some boss would say something that he just couldn't walk away from. He had pride. I'll give him that. Plus, he'd stand up to anybody. It was that time leading up to his standing up for himself that was hell for us at home. He'd bottle it up all day long at work, maybe stop for a few on the way home. Then one of us would say something or not say something or do something or not do it, and he'd blow. Sometimes we could tell by the way he took that last curve before he whipped into the driveway and up into the yard. Sometimes none of us saw it coming. A couple of times I saw Mama's hand tighten around the handle of the cast iron skillet she had on the stove, but she never swung it at him. I think if she had, there'd been a grave for one of them out there behind the house, county or no county. 
I used to wonder sometimes which one of them would win if it really got down to it. She'd always back down, though. Always. Never pushed back. And Frankie, <clears throat> well, I still can't talk about Frankie. What is it I'm watching for? I break the silence. He stopped that talking to himself he was doing when I came up. He doesn't turn, doesn't take his eyes off the road. Just tell me if you see anybody, especially anybody you don't know. Even Jenny Thompson? The butt of the shotgun catches me in the stomach before I have a chance to tighten up. All the air whooshes out of me and I bend double, trying to keep from falling off the tailgate into the dust. Don't you understand English, boy? Yes, yes, sir, I manage. <coughs> it comes out more of a croak than anything else. He's already looking back down the road. Get your head up, then. We'll be losing light soon. I slowly get my wind back, and we sit, not saying anything, till we can't see the mailbox down at the road, and the first couple of stars are starting to show themselves in a sky that still has a little color. I'm hungry, he says to himself, like he doesn't remember that I'm out there with him. Reckon I'll go on inside. I know better than to move just yet. You want me to stay out here and keep watch? I don't know whether that's the right thing to say or not. It's impossible to know one way or the other. I know that when I mentioned Jenny Thompson, the 12-year-old that lives up the road, I got slammed in the gut. You never know with Daddy. He looks over at me. Nah, no need. He didn't seem quite as mad. Maybe the people he was looking for not showing up before sunset eased his mind some. Maybe if they, whoever they are, haven't come by now, they're not coming. A part of me is dying to ask him who he's looking for and why they might be coming all the way up here, but a bigger part of me tells me to keep my damn mouth shut. He hops down off the tailgate and I slide down, trying not to make any noise when I land, even if it hurts, which it does. He puts the tailgate up. And heads off, shotgun in the crook of his arm, the box of shells in his crippled left hand. He has to hold the box against his stomach. He hadn't been able to close the fingers of that hand since the accident with the hay baler half a dozen years ago. The doctors had told him he was lucky to still have the hand. They couldn't give him back much control over the fingers, though, so it was more a claw than anything else. All this time gone by and he's still mad about that, still talks about the Trent family like they held him and shoved his hand in there on purpose. Everybody, including me, knew his sleeve got caught in the machinery and the oldest Trent boy had saved his whole arm, cutting that sleeve before it could pull him in up to the shoulder. Quick with a knife that boy was, but Daddy, as far as I know, never thanked him for that. The Trents paid the hospital bills too. I think he did mumble something to him about that, but it was hard for him. And there's a part of all that that I understand, at least a little. Daddy never wanted to owe any man anything. They say pride is a sin, but I don't know. Daddy doesn't have much but pride, so I think I know why he hangs on to it so tight and gets so mad when he has to take a big swallow. I get that. I just wish us folks that have to live with him didn't have to suffer when he thinks he's lost face. I start to follow him toward the house. 
he's limping again. I wonder if somebody on the job kicked his ass today and that's what this is about. But I know better than to bring it up. Ever since the Baylor thing, he's had to take whatever job he can. I've seen him rig a piece of rope into a sling so he can carry heavier stuff. But I know there's a lot of young men out there that can work him into the ground. And they're the kind that would let him know every day. Tomatoes are just coming in. And just like every year, he's mostly at the Wilcox place again. A big farm of greenhouses and fields full of plants. He's up against all those Mexicans that sneak across the border. He hates the sight of them. He told me once those brown-skinned bastards never stopped for a break, just kept on shaming all the good white folks around them. I wonder if that's who I was supposed to be watching for. I give up thinking about it and start toward the house when, pretty far off, I see headlights. I hope you enjoyed this installment of House Mountain Views. The background music you hear is The Wind That Shakes the Barley, played on a masterworks in our dulcimer. The Boone series and all my other books, including my children's books in both English and Spanish, are available on my website, housemountainviews.com. I also encourage you to support Union Avenue Books here in Knoxville, as well as any independent bookstores in your area. Stop by and ask for the title or titles you're interested in. If they don't have it, they can probably order it for you. Thanks for spending your time here at House Mountain Views. Y'all take care of yourselves and each other, and stay in touch.